We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's June 16th. It's 2021. And we have eight baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my buddy, Keith. Eyes 819. What's happening, my friend? Uh, got a good night going right now. Uh, lots of Boston stacks, lots of loose Castillo. So going to have a little sweat during the recording here. Looking forward to it. I don't know if you saw my tweet, but I tweeted out that I was really happy that Luis Castillo stopped using sticky stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's really interesting. You know, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. We talked about it on Grinders Live with Dean the other day. And it's super interesting because this isn't something that just came up. Like, p- pitchers have been using stuff to get more grip for a long time. Now, trying to create more spin rate and all that stuff. That's another story. But I mean, have you ever, I don't know if you've ever held an actual major league baseball, but they are very slick. So, I mean, this is not anything crazy, but man, it, it did you see the Tyler glass now injury or like interview about his injury? He was like, this is major league baseball's it. fault. It was yeah. like, Whoa. <laughs> all right. That's I hear crazy. you, Tyler. Yeah. That, that's insane. Um, just going to have to keep monitoring it and see where, where it takes us. Um, I mean, the, the Bieber start was interesting. Uh, Cole, we're going to talk about on this slate, look, looked okay in his start. So um, definitely something to keep an eye on. And if they're going to really crack down, like they say, they are issuing suspensions and checking pitchers um, every time out. Um, I, I think it's going to have an impact for sure. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So um but the thing is, like, it really, if somebody gets busted after their start, it doesn't affect us. Who cares? <laughs> like, yeah, right. we, we got their fantasy points. So, I mean, who cares? I mean, listen, if you're using, I know, like, a really common one is, like, Rosin and, like, sunscreen. You're not typically going to get much more spin on a baseball with that combo, but you are going to be able to grip the baseball better. Um, growing up, it was always grip the baseball like an egg and when i got out of like 
the high school level, the baseballs are just way different. Like you use real baseballs and they're way different. And it's just like, you can't grip the baseball like an egg anymore. Unless you're like Stevie who used to have um, some pine tar on his back of his neck underneath his Jersey. (laughs) Um, Listen, you got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. All right. Enough with this stuff. I do think it's interesting and it's something that like we need to be paying attention to. Um, you know, are we paying up for these 11 K guys? Well, yes, honestly, we are. Um, no doubt about it, but I mean, it's definitely something that like Carlos Radon had a really interesting interview and he was pissed and it's like, all right, well, is that why he's been pitching so good this year? So, I mean, I'm going to be paying attention to this. You know, it really sounds like it's been about the last week that they've been cracking down on it more and more. So we still need a couple more weeks to kind of go over everything, but I'm not going, I'm not going too crazy here. Like I'm still going to play the guys that I think are good and like have established for years that they're very good at pitching baseball. So we started on this late eight games, New York going up against Toronto. in this one, we got Garrett Cole, Ross Stripling, eight and a half total Yankees, a 160 favorite. Um, any interest here in Garrett Cole? Yeah. I think the big question is whether you can pay up twice because who oh, baby, our buddy DeGrom is in a great spot too. So um, if you can get up twice, I mean, the matchup against Toronto is is really tough. There's a ton of t- uh, power in this Toronto lineup, but it's Garrett Cole. He's matchup proof. Um, I didn't see anything concerning in his last last start. He struck out nine. Um, I- I'm going to take Degrom over him in cash, but I think, I mean, if if he comes in low owned because people are scared of Toronto, then I'm going to play Cole in some tournaments. I definitely like Degrom more for what it's worth. But this is a very right-handed heavy team. Garrett Cole, elite against righties, 111 ISO, 230 WOBA, 33.5% strikeout rate, 4% walk rate. Does a great job limiting power against righties. Um, Swinging strike rate much higher against righties than it is against lefties. So, I mean, yeah, I think this is a great spot for Garrett Cole. I just like DeGrom more. Um, I don't think, but it could potentially be possible to play DeGrom and Cole. We'll have to kind of see. It's not like we have a clear-cut cheap option on this slate. I think that is definitely something to kind of point out. There's a couple guys that you could obviously roll the dice on on this slate, but I I think overall this is a slate that kind of sets up where maybe we are going to Grom Cole. Um, You know, it's definitely something that is in the realm of possibilities. Um, On the other side of this game, we got Stripling. Any interest in him going up against the Yankees here? The Yankees strike out a lot. Um, he's really cheap. He's down at 6,100 on DK. Uh, I can see the argument for it, but the thing that Stripling has struggled with a lot this year is right-handed power, and that is where the, the Yankees really excel. So I, it's just a really difficult matchup. Um, I like some other guys better for cheap, um, probably avoiding Stripling here, but I, I see the argument for some upside. I mean, it's not just this year either. Throughout his career, Stripling has been, you know, semi-reverse splits, and he's really struggled with righties. Like you said, the strikeout rate is higher against lefties than it is against righties, and this is a lineup that he could potentially see eight right-handed hitters, and six of those guys are really good. (laughs) So um, I'm going to pass on Stripling here. Yankees bats, I mean – Outside of Stanton and Judge, the stack is actually really affordable um, on this slate. And when you have a guy like Cole, when you have a guy like DeGrom, I mean, this is a spot that 
maybe the Yankees stack is very much in play. I, I absolutely think it is. I, they're one of my favorite teams on the slate, actually. Um, and, and it's the cheap guys, too. Obviously, Judge and Stanton are great. They're the guys with the huge power that are that have the best chance to hit a home run. But if you look down the order, I mean, it's very right-handed, like you said, which is what we're looking for against Stripling. Um, like somebody like Miguel Andujar, I think, is a great play for cheap. Um, Gio Urshela, could, you could take some stabs at him. Um, they just, I think they just set up really well against Stripling. I like the Yankees liar. Um, Blue Jays bats. I mean, even on a small slate, I don't see myself going to the Blue Jays here. Garrett Cole is an elite pitcher. I'm not buying into this whole spin rate stuff. Garrett Cole has a long history of being really good. Um, I'm going to pass on Cole here. Yeah. Or on the Blue Jays bats. Yeah, I am too. There, there just isn't a, a power lefty that I would look to. That's, I would try to hunt a home run against Cole. You don't want to play actually. Joe Panic? No, and Rowdy Telez sucks. Like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> oh, I figured, you know, Joe Panic, Mr. Power. What was it like two years ago or three years ago? Like, Panic started the season like on fire. Um, and yeah, that was fun. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Cubs and Mets. We got Stock against DeGrom in this one. Robert Stock is a plus 284 dog in this game. And the Mets are a 320 favorite in the six and a half total. Um, any interest here in Robert Stock? No. Uh, I mean, this is really primarily a reliever. He did throw a couple of starts in the minors, four innings each. Um, but he's just not stretched out enough. I know he's cheap and the Mets are missing some guys, but uh, there's just not on, a, not on a slate where DeGrom and Cole are there. And then uh, there's another guy even way down here that, that I like better than him. So not this, is, this is a journeyman. Like he got a little bit of run with the Padres um, and Red Sox out of the bullpen. Triple A journeyman. Um, he has big time command issues. And unless He's miraculously fixed that. And like looking at his AAA numbers this season, he's been pretty good. He's been really solid. And like yeah. the, the walk rates have been down. But when we look back throughout his like stints in the minors and stuff, we see like the, the minor league numbers for him, the walk rates have always been low in the minors. And when he gets up to the major league level, he struggles. So, I mean, maybe it's more of like he wasn't comfortable out of the bullpen there's plenty of instances where that happens he's 4k he's not facing a, an amazing lineup here i don't think he's the worst punt like if you're just going to full-on punt pitcher and just take it take a shot but i also think we kind of need to see like if we can get some type of news on a pitch count um you know from this at all because you know I, I think that's obviously going to matter, but I mean, it also depends on like if Bailey Ober is going to be like popular as well. If that happens, I think stock is even more in play because we're not playing Lyles. We're not playing Aiken. We're not playing stripling. You could potentially make an argument for Desclafani against Arizona, but maybe that's the lowest. So I think either one of these guys, Uber or stock, if you're playing a lot of teams and tournaments has some appeal. Yeah, I, I mean, Ober is the reason that I'm not going to play Robert Stock. I'm I'm going to yeah. really like him when we get there. Uh, Jacob DeGrom, you know, kind of got hurt in his last start. Um, you know, his elbow checked out fine. He was absolutely dominant against the Padres for the second start in a row. Uh, did not need the sticky stuff. This guy is very good at throwing baseballs. He's the best pitcher in the league. I say it every time. 
proved me wrong. And now Chris Bryant's banged up. So we're potentially not going to have Chris Bryant in the lineup. That's obviously the best bat on the Cubs side. Um, he's dealing with like a right hand. Did he get hit by a pitch? Um, I don't he, know what it was, but yeah, he did get hit by a pitch. I mean, you're a Cubs fan. You're probably watching the game. I so, yeah. um, and they, their tying run just got thrown out the night. So, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, but yeah, DeGrom, he's the best pitcher in baseball. If you're going to pay 11 K for anybody, it should be Jacob DeGrom. I have no bad things to say about him here. Uh, look dominant in his last start. Worry about the elbow a little bit. But if they say it checked out and he's going to be back, this dude has a 42% K rate since the start of last season. He has a 21.7% swing and strike rate. He is the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah, I mean, he's absolutely elite. The Cubs strike out. I mean, Taiwan Walker just struck out 12 of them. So, I mean, DeGrom is is a threat for like 20 Ks. Um, just absolutely far and away the best pitcher in baseball. Best play of the slate. Not really much else to say. Um, I have zero interest in the Cubs bat, especially if Chris Bryant doesn't end up playing in this game. Yep, same. And then on the Mets side, I honestly don't like if I'm playing the Mets, I'm probably stacking them, and I don't want to stack the Mets in New York, to be honest. Um, especially like the best bat is Alonzo at 5,200. I kind of don't like the Mets here. Um, I will say, like, stock, you know, like I said, his biggest issue is command. So if you're having command issues, especially at a major league level, the stack could really, really pay off. But I, I definitely worry about that stack paying off here in New York. Yeah, I mean, if they can get four innings or so out of stock, the Cubs bullpen has actually been really good this year uh, after struggling the past few years. Um, so even if, if they only get three or four innings out of him, the bullpen is, is really good. Now, Mills did move into the starting rotation, who has been their long man. Um, so if stock struggles and he can't get out of like the second and they get into the, the really early part of the Cubs bullpen, then I think the stack would be, uh, good for a, a few runs. Um, so I said, I don't I, know if I want to one off these guys. I think you're stacking if you're playing them. Yep. Yep. I agree. E- either stock gets blown up and you're into the, the very back end, the, like the worst part of the Cubs bullpen, uh, or else it's just kind of a bullpen game. They match up and kind of hold Mets down. Plus, the Mets don't score runs for DeGrom, right? Narrative. That is true. Um, (laughs) Baltimore, except for DeGrom scoring runs for himself. Um, Baltimore at Cleveland. We got Keegan Aiken against Aaron Civil. This game currently sitting at an eight total. It opened at seven and a half or eight. No, it opened at eight. Um, Cleveland's a 150 favorite in this one. Any interest here in Keegan Aiken? The price tag is okay. I mean, 5,900 Cleveland struggles against lefties a lot more than they do against righties, uh, but th- just not a ton, ton of strikeout upside for Aiken. Um, I like over better. Uh, so I probably won't have to go here. I mean, the strikeout upside is there is 25% K rate. Um, the problem it's is the top year, of though. that's since last, last year. year. I always yeah. look, I like the larger sample size yeah. until after the all-star break, but um Listen, I like looking at, you know, recent starts too, but I think it all depends. I think Keegan Aiken all depends on what lineup is rolled out here for Cleveland. If Cleveland rolls out Rosario, Bradley, Naylor, Zimmer lineup with like Hedges and Clement at the bottom, fire him up because the bottom of that order will be terrible. You were really just kind of hoping that he can get around Ramirez, Um, you know, because his numbers are fantastic against lefties. Yeah, it's a small sample size, 60 plate appearances, but – 
under 100 ISO, under 300 Woba, 26.5% strikeout rate, 5% walk rate. So, I mean, I think Aiken is someone that you have on your list and you just have to kind of pay attention. This is an early game. It's a 7 o'clock lock. We'll probably have the lineup around 3 or 4 o'clock, plenty of time to adjust. But I think it all comes down to what's the lineup look like? Because if it's that bottom of the order with those lefties and those weak righties, fire him up. He's 5,900, and the strikeout upside is certainly there. Yeah, I like it. And then uh, Sivio on the other side, I mean, he's a good pitcher. He's not great. He's not average. He's a little bit above average. This is a team that the bottom of the order kind of stinks on most nights. I I just – my problem with him is am I really going to get him and go like DeGrom? Or am I going to get DeGrom and go like a Wheeler or Kershaw or Cole or just go down to like some of these guys that, you know, Ober, Stock, Aiken. Um, I, I think that's where I run into the problems and I will definitely be paying attention to like ownership on Seville. Yeah. Price tag is just too high to need to go here. Um, find the 700 and, and get to Wheeler uh, or just go all the way up to the top with the two studs. Um, just 20% strikeout rate this year. I don't think it's necessary. I know Baltimore will strike out and they don't have a ton of pop, but um, I don't think we need it here. Uh, bats in this one, anything standing out to you for Baltimore? No, Savali's got good control. Um, so I don't like stacking against guys like that. Um, not, not interested in the Baltimore bats. I mean, if you want a one-off like DJ Stewart in those lineups that you're starting, like if you're trying to go double barrel pitcher, Stewart's really cheap. Um, Severino's really cheap as like a catcher play with some power um, if he's catching. So I, I think those guys would be interesting. Um, just more of just price. We know DJ Stewart's like a strikeout home run type guy. So um, at this price point and Santander. 2900 like both of those guys i could see maybe doing like a little two-man stack getting to grom getting cole and kind of building around that because they're both under 3k will definitely make those lineups come together especially if you punt catcher like i do every day um the cleveland bats i mean jose ramirez is always in play and he's fantastic against lefties or righties it doesn't matter he's 6k and i know we don't have cores on the slate and that obviously opens up things but we have two elite strikeout pitchers and I just don't see myself using Ramirez here at six K. Yeah. It, it's tough to get there. And Cesar Hernandez is somebody I would like to, but he's, he's 4,800 on DK. So he, that's really tough to pay for. He's cheap on FanDuel if you want to play him there. Um, so I think it'd be like Ahmad Rosario makes sense as a cheap guy and Harold Ramirez as a cheap guy, but it, it's really tough to pay for Ramirez here. Again, it's like, what does this lineup look like? Harold Ramirez kind of fits into that DJ Stewart, Santander type builds. Um, because like, if you go to Grom Cole, you get like 3,500. If you throw Santander and Stewart in there, you're probably at like 38, 3,900. And like, you could build a really solid lineup, especially with no cores um, in that price range. So uh, moving on, we got Boston going up against Atlanta, Garrett Richards, Ian Anderson facing off in this one. This game has a nine total. Atlanta's a 148 favorites. Um, any interest here in Garrett Richards? Uh, no interest in Richards. Too much respect for Atlanta. A lot of pop. Um, Richards walks too many guys, gives up a lot of hard contacts. So no interest. Richards stinks. Um, yeah. Again, I don't know why Boston signed a guy that gives up a ton of hard contact um, and limit and doesn't limit power. Um, so 
not a huge fan of Garrett Richards as a Red Sox <laughs> fan. Um, Ian Anderson is somewhat interesting here because we don't really have that like mid range guy. And I know the Red Sox are good. They have some good bats. They have some big names, Xander Martinez Devers, but this lineup at times can strike out with the Cubs um, and the race. Like this is a team that can strike out at a high clip. Anderson is a really good strikeout pitcher. I, I have some really serious interest here in Ian Anderson. I love it as a high upside tournament play. Um, I think uh, for cash, I'm either going two aces or I'm going all. I think you're going two aces in cash. Yeah, I think so too. But, but I do love Anderson for tournaments. Uh, Third highest strikeout rate on, on the slate dating back to last year. So uh, tons of upside here. Boston will strike out obviously a scary spot with Boston's power, but uh the 7500 is a great price. Uh, I think he's in play. Um, yeah, I, I, I really don't like the Red Sox here. I think if you're playing the Red Sox, you can obviously take a shot on like stacking them, but they're kind of expensive. Verdugo at 3800. This ballpark is really good for left-handed power. That's not like he's a massive power guy, but he is a guy. Um, that you know definitely can make contact. My problem with Verdugo too is it's ground ball hitter against a ground ball pitcher doesn't really work out. Um, so th- that's I don't know, man. I just I don't love the Red Sox here. I, I kind of like Ian Anderson way more than I probably should. Yeah, Devers as, as an expensive one off. Uh, I mean, he could homer twice. Yeah, again, he's more of a ground ball hitter too. Like he's kind of neutral, but I don't know. I just worry about the Red Sox here. You can always stack them. Like you said, you have a sweat going on with the Red Sox stack. And like, they're a team that can put up zero runs. They can put up 15 runs um, on any given night. It's just who's clicking. Um, As far as the Atlanta bats go, I mean, they're an interesting contrarian stack. I don't think a lot of people will be on Atlanta here. Maybe because of the the total and them being favorites in this one, they're going to have a pretty good implied team total, but I mean, Acuna's back. This team's kind of healthy outside of, like, Ozuna's issues. I mean, I think Atlanta's an interesting stack. Richards is a guy that, I mean, gives up a ton of hard contact, and there's a ton of power bats here. Yeah, I like Atlanta a lot. Uh, Albies is still really cheap on DK. Um, I mean, and then just huge power from Freeman and Acuna. Uh, Riley has been playing just out of his mind. Um yeah, I, I like the Atlanta bats. Richards can get wild, should be a lot of traffic on the bases. And then uh, you get Atlanta's power with men on base, you're cooking. Yeah, and it's not like the Boston Red Sox bullpen is great. <laughs> Texas at Houston, eight and a half total in this game. Houston, a 220 favorite. Uh, Jordan Lyles, Zach Granke. Um, any interest here in Jordan Lyles? Uh, no, thank you. Houston, too much patience, too much power. Yeah, I think Houston's the top stack on the slate. So, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> Zach Greinke on the other side of this game. I mean, he fa- he faces Texas. He's very good against lefties. This lineup is very driven by left-handed power outside of Garcia. I could see Greinke having a really solid game, using his changeup, using his curveball, spotting his fastball, having a really good outing um, against Texas here. He kind of falls into that, like, Ian Anderson range. Um, so 
it's kind of honestly i'm gonna be kind of looking at like ownership here like who's gonna get the ownership and who am i gonna like roll the dice on in this spot if it's gonna be anderson low owned i'll play him if it's gonna be granky low owned, i'll play him i hate playing zach granky but i think this is a good <laughs> spot for him yeah it is a good spot but man he's just not a great dfs pitcher anymore the strikeout rate is all the way down at 18 percent this year um so i mean he's just throwing ground balls pitching to contact um Texas is, has a huge strikeout rate, so he it's definitely a, a high upside spot for him. Um, I mean, I could see him going deep into the game and picking up like seven innings and striking out seven or eight guys in seven innings. Uh, so he is in play. The, the price is right. Um, but just, man, I, I don't love a guy with under a 20 strikeout rate. Yeah. I mean, 25% against lefties. This lineup has a 25% K rate and it's very left-handed driven. I mean, if they roll out their normal lineup, Holt, Gallo, Lowe, Calhoun, Martin, there's so many left-handed strikeouts here. A lot of left-handed power, don't get me wrong, but Granky's very, very good against lefties. Um, yeah. Semi-reverse splits pitcher. Um, as far as bats here, anything standing out to you for Texas? No, Grinky's got awesome control, uh, tough on lefties, like you mentioned. So it's, it's just not a spot I'm looking to. Yeah, I mean, if I was going to play anybody, probably Garcia, righty, righty. Um, he has plenty of power against righties. He strikes out at a high clip. Grinky's strikeout rate goes under 20% against righties since the start of last season. So if I was going to play anybody, it would probably be Garcia's, like a one-off power type play. Um, Houston. I mean, like I said, I think they're the top stack on the slate. We'll have to see if Kyle Tucker's back. He's 4,100. He's dealing um, – I think they said under the weather. I don't think it's, like, injury-related. So, we'll see if he's back. Alvarez is 4,700. Brantley's probably one of the better cash game value-type plays under 4K. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Houston? Yeah, there's just – I mean, Alvarez and Brantley in particular and Tucker, if he's back in there, they're, they're still underpriced. They have been, like, all week, so – I don't know what DK is waiting on. They've been hitting the ball really good. I've played them like every day this week. So um, just an awesome spot against Lyles. Uh, yeah, one of the top stacks for me too with the Yankees. I mean, it also like if if Tucker is not back and McCormick plays, he's been hitting the ball really well. So you could go to him at 3,400. They priced him up finally a little bit, but he's another guy that you can kind of get in there. Molinato at catcher. I know he's not great, but he's cheap. You know, if you want to try to complete like your Houston stack there, I don't hate that either. But I think, like I said, I think Houston stop stack on the slate. I think it's a great spot against Jordan Lyles, and you definitely want to fire them up in this spot. Uh, Merrill Kelly going up against Anthony Descalfani, Arizona at San Francisco, eight total. San Francisco, 170 favorite here. Any interest here in Merrill Kelly? Uh, man, I, I just don't love this 7K range. I, I think I'm going to pay up twice or, or go up and all the way down. So there's not enough strikeouts here. San Francisco has been awesome this year, uh, hitting the ball with a lot of power. Um, I don't think I want any Merrill Kelly. San Francisco is legit. They're legit, man. I've been I'm, saying I'm it since in. opening day. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how much I can say it more. Like, I played them against Alex Young. I don't know if it'll work out or not, but I played them against Alex Young because he's so terrible and nobody played them. Or like they're, I played them in the, uh, I think it's like the $18 bat flip or whatever. 
Um, and, and like I played Mize, so my team's not doing great, but they were all like three percent owned and under um, against a really bad lefty. And it's like, all right, let's let's hit Alex Young tonight. So, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't have any interest here in Merrill Kelly. It's not like he's a great pitcher. Um, he's pretty average. Like he's a pretty average pitcher. Average strikeouts. You know, below average walk rate. He has good command, but the Giants are patient. They don't strike out a lot, and they're good. They're really solid. Um, Descafani. I mean, this is another one of those guys that kind of fall into this range. It's not like the Arizona offense is great, but they don't strike out a ton. Descafani is very good against righties, and he struggles with lefties. But it's not like Rojas and and Peralta and Reddick. It's not. They don't have the power they did five years ago. Um, Rojas is excluded from that. I'm talking more Peralta and Reddick and Cabrera, really. I think as Anthony Descafani is another guy you kind of have on your list today. Um, I know Arizona scored like seven runs in the first two innings of the game on uh, Tuesday, but Descafani is decent here at 7K. Yeah, I'm going to end up with one of these guys, and I, I think ownership is going to help guide my decision because I'm, I'm really not sure between Grinky, uh, Anderson, and Descafani. Like, I'm going to have one, exposure to one of them, and I'm probably just going to play the ownership game with it. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the right play. I, I would rank them. I think I'd rank them Anderson as my favorite. And then I think I'd go Desclafani, then Granky. Um, so I'm kind of waiting to see what the ownership looks like. And again, like Keegan Aiken's interesting, depending on that Cleveland lineup. We haven't got to Bailey over yet. Stock is somewhat interesting because, like you said, the Mets don't score when DeGrom's pitching. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, looking at bats here, Kettle Marte's fantastic. Um, if he's in the lineup, he's the one guy you're worried about for Descafani. Arizona's cheap, so if you want to kind of make a cheap stack with Arizona, but I only would do like a cheap Arizona stack if Descafani is going to get a lot of ownership here. Yeah, he struggles with lefties though, and Arizona's really left handed, so I, I like the stack a little bit. Uh, and like the prices are, are good on a lot of these guys. Uh, Rojas is cheap. Uh, Paven Smith is cheap. Um, and just re- really left-handed. Desclafani struggles with lefties a lot more than he does righties. So uh, I think the stack is in play. Um, if, as far as what? If, if he's really owned, you, that, like that's a, if you can get leverage on the ownership of Desclafani too, then, then I really like it. Yeah, that's definitely something that I'd be looking at here. Um, San Francisco, I like the Giants again. I mean, I feel like it's every slate I say this, but I like the Giants again. I think this is a really good spot for them. Merrill Kelly is not great. Um, if they keep getting to Alex Young here early in this game, we could see early Arizona bullpen on Tuesday. So, like, I mean, this seems like a really good spot to play Belt, Crawford, Yaz, um, depending on what the rest of the lineup looks like. Um, I, I think they're definitely in play here. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, Crawford is the, the like the one I play him as a one-off too. Like the guy has been hitting for power since the beginning of last year. Just I don't know where it came from, but Brandon Crawford has legit power now. Um, Posey's been really good. Yastrzemski, uh, Belt. It's it's a deep lineup. A lot of lefties. Um, I like it. So I I definitely did a little dive on Brandon Crawford over the last week or so because I, I feel like I talk about him a lot. So like there was a slate that I was doing premium and like I was like writing Brandon Crawford up as like the top play in the slate. I don't remember what it was. And 
it was just like he changed his like angle of like his yeah. swing angle and stuff. You know, the beginning of last year and his strikeouts have been up a little bit, but his power numbers have been fantastic. So um, for what it's worth, there you go. Uh, that's the only thing that I could really find on Brandon Crawford. But I mean, he quietly has 15 home runs on the season and it's where like shortstop's always a position that has opportunity costs. And I feel like if people are not going Bichette Bogarts, they're going down to like Lindor. And I think that Crawford's the better play. Um, all right, moving on. We got Philly Adelaide taking on the Dodgers, Zach Wheeler, Clayton Kershaw, seven and a half total. Um, Dodgers are one forty six favorite. I'm going to give you guys an answer for the morning grind game right now. If you're listening to this podcast and this total is still seven and a half, go bet the under. Um, I think it's going to be a really low scoring game. Let's talk Zach Wheeler first. I think he's the the most interesting tournament play on the slate. Um, I said this yesterday. I didn't know Zach Wheeler was pitching, but I said if Eflin, if, if we got a Wheeler or Nola in this series, they would be super interesting because of how banged up the Dodgers are right now. And that's exactly what happened. Zach Wheeler is really good. He was really good when he came into the major leagues and got hurt. And he looks like he's really back to that form. I think Wheeler is the best tournament pitcher on this slate. And you could call me crazy if you want to, Keith. I've been called worse. I don't think you're crazy at all. I think Zach Wheeler is a legitimate ace. Uh, strikeout rate over 32%. Walk rate down at 5%. The guy has been amazing this year. Um the Dodgers lineup is really banged up and it's a couple of their big lefties, all, three of their big lefties that are missing. I mean, Bellinger day to day, Muncie on the IL, Seager still on the IL. It's just, it's not the same power lefties Dodgers team that, that we're used to. Um, I absolutely love the call. I, I think Zach Wheeler can legitimately go up and compete with Cole and DeGrom. Bellinger went on the IL on Tuesday, by the way. So like so we know that sure we that. know Muncie, Seager, Bellinger out. Like that's, that's three big bats. Now I got to beat Betts and Turner. Really? Like realistically, that's who I got to beat. And they're both righties. And this guy has elite numbers against righties. He's a good ground ball guy. I feel like if Babbitt is on your side here with Wheeler, big, big outcome, big outcome. So I really like him for tournaments. Um, I still, DeGrom's my favorite pitcher on the slate. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like I, instead of like going to Grom Cole, I, I'm going to make a couple teams with like the Grom Wheeler. Um, I'm going to throw me a little Ian Anderson in there. <laughs> uh, Kershaw on the other side. I mean, he's definitely in play in this spot. My biggest concern, this is going to be the same lineup. I would expect this to be the same lineup that Philly rolled out against Urias on Tuesday. And there's just there's not a ton of strikeouts here. Clayton Kershaw is definitely um, one of the best pitchers in baseball. He looks really good. Um, I I kind of want to see how Urias pitches. If Urias just goes out and throws like six, seven clean innings and doesn't strike out a lot of guys, I think that's where I'm going to kind of like put Kershaw. And I don't know if he has the upside as a Degrom, a Cole. Even a Wheeler on the other side. Um, what are your thoughts here on Kershaw? I'm right there with you. I, I mean, I love Kershaw. It's probably the best pitcher of our generation. We'll see what where Degrom ends up, but Kershaw's in that conversation for sure. Um, but I mean, right now with him aging, the, the strikeouts have fallen off just a little bit, 
And we have three other absolute studs on this slate that we've already talked about how much we love them. So I, I don't know that I'm going to get there. Uh, he's fine. If you, if you're in love with the spot, um, I'm not, I wouldn't try to talk you off of him. Um, but he definitely ranks fourth on that list of the studs for me. Yeah. He, like I said, I just, as I was talking about it, McCutcheon just took your eyes deep. Um, it's just so funny how that happens sometimes, but anyway, um, yeah, I'm not playing bats in this game again. I think this is a game. If you're listening to the podcast right now in this game, still at seven and a half, there's some books that have it at seven already. Um, I would take the under on this game at seven and a half. I think this is going to be the, one of the lowest scoring games. And I have honestly, I have zero interest in any bat in this game. Um, I, I just, I, where's, where's the value at playing any of these guys? Like I'm not paying six K for Mookie bets, I'm not paying 5,700 for Turner. I think the value would probably be like Hoskins. If you trust him against a guy like Kershaw and I don't want to do that even on an eight game slate. Yeah. I- I mean, maybe cheap lefties on the Dodgers if you want to try to get cute with a, like a two-man or three-man to, to complement a stack and make some make some high-end pitching work. Um, like if you want to go BD McKinstry or something like that. But yeah, I don't have any interest really in either one of these teams. We finish it out. Minnesota going to Seattle. Bailey Uber, Justice Sheffield, eight and a half total. Pick them game. A um, couple books have Minnesota like 120, but a lot of them have this as kind of a pick them game. Uh, Bailey Uber, we have been waiting and waiting and waiting to get here. Um, we got a pretty, I don't know how ready this guy is yet. Um, as far as just being at the major league level, but there's not many better matchups than facing Seattle. You nailed it. He's 4,600 and he's facing the Mariners who strike out a ton. Um, Hanniger has been banged up. Who's their best hitter. Um, if Hanniger's not in there, I'm going to play a ton of Bailey over. Um, I, if I'm not paying up for an ace, I, I, that's why I just don't love the seven K range. I think, I think I'm either trying to get two aces or I, I'm going to go all the way down to over. I think the good thing about him too, at 4,600, everything that I've read about this guy, elite command, elite command, really good change up elite command. Um, and at a major league level, if you could throw strikes and put the ball where you want to, and not walk people, you could pay off 4,600 against really anybody. You can definitely do it against a team like Seattle. Absolutely. I mean, he just went out and threw five innings and struck out seven against Houston. So yeah. uh, he can absolutely do that. And that for 4,600, that's outstanding. Um, I mean, he can definitely do it against Seattle if he just did it against Houston. It was uh, really good of them to <laughs> demote Matt Shoemaker and let this young kid throw. Um, so again, like I've said, Everything that I've read, great command, great changeup, fastball lacks. But I mean, this is a guy that you know. You look at his minor league numbers, numbers, um, and everything, and it's like this guy just doesn't walk people. Plenty yeah. of strikeout stuff and because of the changeup. Good changeups can can make you a lot of money in major league baseball. The the good another good thing about command is he may not have the longest leash in the in the world. Like he's thrown eighty two pitches, I think was his high pitch count so far this year but he's gotten at least four innings in all three of his starts because he has great command. He doesn't put people on base. He doesn't waste pitches. Um, so he, he can get five innings with those 80 pitches. This seems terrible against changeups too, for what it's worth. If you like the pitch ball pitch data, if you like batted ball data, it seems terrible against changeups. Uh, talk to me about justice Sheffield on the other side here. Any interest in him? <laughs> Just another one of these seven K guys that I'm probably avoiding. Um, Minnesota has some some power from the right side. 
Sheffield strikeout rate has been down under 17% this year. Uh, I don't, I'd, I'd rather play over than Sheffield for a lot cheaper. Yeah. I mean, this is a fun slate. You know, the more we get through this slate, the more like this is a fun slate. There's a lot of different ways to kind of attack this slate. Um, and it makes it, it makes it really fun. Um, you know, there's, there's some questionable stacks. There's questionable pitchers. There's aces. There's, I mean, it, this slate has just about everything. So it definitely makes it a fun slate. Um, bats, any interest here in Minnesota bats? Um, yeah, I mean, you could chase some power here. Nelly Cruz is against the lefty is always the top option. Um, Donaldson would be in play as well. Um, if you want a three minute with like Polanco, I, I don't know that I'll stack them up. Sheffield has, has okay control. Uh, not one of my favorite teams, but I, I, I can hunt some homers against them. Yeah. Cruz, obviously Donaldson. If you want to go three man, no. um, is it Lenarch? Lenarch? Um, he's Lenarch, actually shown yeah. decent power lefty lefty. Nobody would play him here and he'll probably bat in between Donaldson and Cruz. That's what they did um on tuesday and he's cheap so if you want to do like a three-man with those three guys um i definitely don't hate it because donaldson and cruz can hit righties and if a righty comes in then you get the bump with the lefty lefty in that too so is i don't Jeffers hate still really yeah jeffers is 2800 as a cheap catcher I think whoa i like it keith under <laughs> 3k catcher i don't know we'll see i still like severino i maybe can get some austin hedges you know he's hit a couple home runs in his career for me um whoever fits under 3k is usually what catcher i play like honestly i don't even care like i that is my catcher strategy and i can't tell you how many times i've just like oh i have 2300 this guy's playing and he's at a home run for me like i mean catcher just doesn't matter running backs don't matter catchers don't matter um any interest in the seattle bats here uh we talked about overs control that's i really don't um, they're, they're still really cheap. Uh, it would, it would be as a, a high leverage, deep GPP play. If I was doing it, not, not really just got to see what the ownership looks like. If we're going to see really solid ownership on Ober, which I do think he gets some love here today, just because of how this slate kind of sets up. If he gets ownership today, they're very, very much in play. Um, just because like you just take a shot against a young pitcher, um, you know, he hasn't walked a righty yet. He's definitely struggled a lot more with lefties. This lineup could have four, maybe five. I guess they could play Shed Long. They could have five lefties in here with Bowers, Fraley, Crawford, and Seeger. But man, that just is such a bad lineup. <laughs> so I don't know if that benefits you or not. So, I mean, yeah, the Seattle, I don't want to stack Seattle, but if this guy is going to be super popular, I mean, it makes a ton of sense to kind of leverage it and take a shot um in this one all right let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here this is a fun slate again uh under 8k to get six or more strikeouts uh who do you got today uh, we just got done talking about it. i'm i'm gonna take a shot on uh bailey over i like it i'm going ian anderson i really like the spot for him today which probably means he's gonna give up eight or runs over 8k to score under 15 who's your bust today <sighs> I mean, all of these guys are great. Um, I think there's there's one that is not like the others, and that's Savali. So <laughs> that's the one I'll go with. Yeah, I mean, 
I I'm gonna go Kershaw. He's my least favorite. And like he he's been a guy that has pitched like six innings and had a couple strikeouts and just given up runs this season. So I mean, I'm gonna go Kershaw. I'm not playing Kershaw today, so I'm gonna go Kershaw and hope that he doesn't get there. Um over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got today? Uh, we talked about Stripling's reverse splits, and the Yankees have a ton of it. I'm going Aaron Judge. I like it. Um, I'm going to go Ozzy Albies. I really like this spot for Albies uh, going up against Richards. We talked about it. You talked about it a lot as well. Um, Ozzy Albies, big power guy. And, I mean, he's cheap, like – it's not like I'm sitting here talking about like a 5,300 Ozzy Albies. This dude's 4,300, and I think he has a ton of upside in this spot. He's a big fly ball guy. Richards is a big power guy. This is a great spot for Ozzy Albies. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who's your cheap bat to get on base a couple times today? Uh, we talked about Houston being the top stack of the, the day. Uh, Brantley just squeaks in there at 3,900, and if Tucker cracks the lineup, I think he does it too, so. I'll take two two Houston guys there. Can I take Chaz McCormick and hope that Tucker <laughs> okay, doesn't <I'll>... play? <laughs> <laughs> um, Brantley was like the guy. Like he was my obvious choice um, in this one. I, I think he's the guy as well. I'm with you on that. If I'm not going with him, I was just kind of looking, and it's it gets kind of ugly quick. Um, man. I was kind of hoping one of these giants would be cheap enough. I guess give me he's 4k. I'm cheating today. Give me Lamont Wade jr. Um, I'm the host. I could do whatever I want next Tuesday's episode. 1000. I've earned my right to do whatever I want. Um, (laughs) Stack to score six or more runs today. Who do you got? Uh, That's going to be Houston for me. I, was, I almost said, let's make it fun and don't take and, Houston. If, uh, if you didn't have, if you didn't take Houston, we're both on the same page. Houston's the best stack today. They're going to be everybody's favorite team today. If you're not taking Houston, who do you like to score six or more runs today? I would go Yankees. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I think the Braves come in at low ownership today against Richards. I, gosh, I hate stacking against the Red Sox because I hate watching the games rooting against my team, but. <laughs> I I think this is a really good spot for Atlanta today. Um, we'll have to kind of see how it plays out, but I think Atlanta is in a really strong spot here. We can both be in pain tomorrow because uh, I'll be right. Every, every one of four, <laughs> DeGrom's 14Ks will, will sting a little, but it'll be good too. <laughs> oh, dude is so good. So yeah. good. <laughs> I can always say I once stole the ball from Jacob DeGrom in a high school basketball game. Um, nice. <laughs> all right man any final thoughts before we get out of here no like you said really fun slate a lot i mean just the pitching at the top end is awesome uh cheap option and over so interesting mid-range really fun slate yeah i might play five lineups today instead of three watch out watch out no to the aces you're gonna need to yeah i mean <laughs> It's a fun slate. I probably still only play three. That's kind of like my max with dad life um, for baseball, like because you got to be able to adjust the lineups and stuff. And you know, we we talked about like, all right, well, what's the Cleveland lineup going to look like? Like, all right, if Aiken's going to be five percent owned and this Cleveland lineup comes out really terrible, well, you got to adjust to that. Um, so, 
I mean, it's not just basketball that you got to kind of be adjusting lineups. You got to be paying attention. You might, there's times that you get like a call up 2K leadoff hitter and still comes in at 5% because people don't pay attention. So always got to be paying attention um, for baseball here. So Keith, always fun having you on. That's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back talking baseball tomorrow. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.